What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. My name is Whitney Eckes, and today I have a dear friend coming on the show. His name is Robbie Hayes. Robbie is probably one of my favorite people. He's a total Bachelor star, and he is just a major influencer in the space. But, like, don't be fooled by Robbie, because Robbie's also a really big fucking hustler. I met Robbie back when uh, I was actually pulled into this really awesome new tech company called Holanis. And we were talking about some events that I had coming up. And, you know, with the influence movement, we really like to really kind of build out our speaker panel to be people of influence. So Holanis was like, hey, you know what? You ever heard of Robbie Hayes? And I was like, are we kidding? Yeah, love him. Loved him on the show. Thought he was great. You know, I was kind of rooting for him. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but whatever. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, like, like, I want to talk to this guy, but like, also like, is he like the right kind of person to come on the panel? Like, is he the right kind of guy that's really going to like get it and really understand like, you know, influencers and brands and what it means to build a business? Like, is he that or like, is he like a brand endorsement kind of guy? Like, you know, he kind of rode the wave off the bachelor and like, that's all he's doing. Like, I didn't really know much about him wow, I was super, super wrong. And, you know, after talking with Robbie and really seeing the way that he's built this new business uh, called Rabella, I, I've come to just really, really admire him and admire his business mind and just really take a, you know, kind of take a page out of his own book and how to create, you know, an experience that's going to be long lasting, that's going to be highly curated, and that's going to reach a large, large audience based off curation, based off pulling in and leveraging different types of audiences. Anyway, Robbie absolutely kills it. And I'm so excited to have him on the show because I'm really excited to have him talk about Rebella. Um, like I said, Rebella is his company that he's building. It's a major, awesome influencer agency that creates highly curated content. They do influencer experiences and trips. They just got back from Thailand. And I'm <clears throat> I'm really excited for you guys to hear the, his story and really hear about where he came from because there's so much more to Robbie than meets the eye. And when you really get down and you get to the meat of you know him and his business and everything like that, I literally just love everything about the way his mind works. So Without further ado, let's welcome Robbie Hayes to the show. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. Welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. I am so excited today. I have on one of my dear friends, Mr. Robbie Hayes from ABC's The Bachelor and his new amazing agency, influencer agency called Rebella. Robbie, how's it going? It's going good. It's a little rainy outside in LA right now, but um, I can't complain after spending two weeks in Thailand in the sun. 
Yeah. I mean, it's rainy in San Diego too, and I'm just not about it. I feel like I'm like a spoiled little brat, but I, I can't handle it. So, and I'm also super jealous that you just got back from Thailand. Yeah, it, it was epic. We didn't want to leave. In fact, half the group hopped over to Bali for 10 days after. I just had to get back for some meetings and brand work I had to take care of. Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds like an epic trip. So, I mean, tell us, you have gone through, I mean, this insane journey going on The Bachelorette, making it, you know, to the top finalist and and then really kind of creating this amazing brand and business kind of, you know, off this amount of influence that you curated. And then all of a sudden you took that and went to the next level and then created Rebella. So tell us just like from start to finish, what was it like, you know, going from The Bachelor to creating your own brand and business? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it even starts before The Bachelor, you know, I was really deep into finance. I got my undergrad in finance and I got my master's in finance uh, with a focus on investment banking. And that was going to be my life's path. I, I was ready for it. It's something I'd wanted to do since I was eight years old. And then the show came along and you know, I developed a platform that you see so many of the, the contestants on The Bachelorette come across after being on the show. And you know, all these opportunities and doors started opening up. I wanted to take full advantage of everything I could. You know, I was doing every appearance all the brand work, just really putting myself out there and opening myself up to new opportunities. And part of what I realized through doing this and, and, and walking through those open doors was, you know, some of the most fun and most memorable moments I had after the show came on the, on the trips that were kind of brought about from the show. So I spent about, you know, eight days with other influencers in Cuba on one of my first content trips I ever did did a couple more around the world. And I realized, you know, I want to see more of the world. I want to get out. I want to do this. I, I can work with these brands. I can set up these trips myself. And thus came about Rebella. You know, I, I moved out to LA and I had all these influencer connections. I was immersed in the world. I was doing the brand work, taking the trips, brushing shoulders with other influencers and social celebrities on red carpets. And that's, uh, you know, premier events that we get invited to out here in LA. And I had the network brands because they were already reaching out to me on a daily basis. So I just made sense and I kind of ran with it. And, you know, while we do work with influencers and linking them with brands, we also want to help the influencers on their personal brand side. So setting them up for financial success in their future is a big part of what we do. And I don't think you'll find many firms out there like us that do that. I love that. And I remember, you know, when the first time I actually heard about Rebella, I just loved your focus on the content. For you, it was, it just always seemed like that was the first primary, you know, the, just the main focus was just creating this content that almost like, you know, kind of gave you the sense of FOMO or gave you the sense of really wanting to be in that place and working with you guys. And I mean, the influencers that you do, you know, hand select, they are people that are either, you know, up and coming or they just really have this powerful level of influence. Yeah. So yeah, first and foremost, we definitely sell premier content. That's what the business revolves around because, you know, there's a stat out there that says 98% of uh, all the content and images on social media were created in the last two years. And so all these platforms are just littered and cluttered with you know, fake ads or unorganic, unnatural ads or promotional discount codes or fake profiles or fraud. And we want to be that, that photo, that company that's going to put your brand in a position where the followers and fans of the brand are going to scroll through feeds and see that photo and stop and engage with it. That helps with on, from the brand side with the ROI and them gaining more traction for their exposure that they're reaching out for. But it also helps on the influencer side because you're posting 
posts are getting more likes and comments, making more brands want to work with you. So it's kind of a win-win for both sides, the way we have kind of set this up, putting content as our first focus. That's so amazing. And I feel like too, that's, you know, we're in such a time where, I mean, we used to look at social media kind of back in the day. And I feel like that content was, you know, there was like a necessity for it. And now we're even seeing, you know, just everything being a little bit convoluted by just different types of like, very quick, you know, not, it's almost like that's like content that has an expiration date. And I feel like we're seeing so much of that hit social media where people are really kind of wanting to crave more of that you know, just beautiful look and really, really heavy curated look and just high quality. And, you know, like something too, I mean, from a brand standpoint, you don't want an influencer just to go out and take a photo, like take a picture on their iPhone and put a preset on it. You know, you want, you, you're paying money to advertise using this, these influencers and you want to see something that's going to, you know, really bring some value to the table. So I, I yeah. love that. I'm, I'm even guilty of that myself. You know, I've done posts where Under Armour will send me a pair of shoes. I'll go in my backyard, put them on, you know, pick up my puppy because she helps me get more likes and take a selfie. Like that took me two and a half minutes. And that's where the whole stigma of, you know, influencers are lazy. They get paid to post. It doesn't take anything to take a picture. When in reality, you know, a lot of these influencers, including myself, have businesses on the back end that they're trying to launch from this platform they've been given, Rebella. Um, you know, I, I would be miles behind where I am now if I didn't have the platform or, you know, whether it be a bikini line that a, a swimsuit model is trying to release or a fashion line that a fashion model is trying to release. You know, there are other things that go into play on the back end and, you know, being able to put these brands in these epic destinations with these social celebrities has really been our formula to success. Yeah, I love that. So tell us about your last trip. You guys just went to Thailand. Give us like a whole kind of rundown of, you know, how long you guys went out there for, what brands you worked with, you know, what was kind of too the, the main focus of you guys going out there? There were two main focuses for this trip, and it was the first trip we did this this way. I was out there for two weeks. I got there about four days before all of the staff and influencers to kind of talk to managers of, you know, the nightclubs and the restaurants and the hotels that we were going to just to make sure everything was in place. And, you know, typically on these trips, it's just talent and staff and creatives, and we'll tie on brands in the back end to help with the trip costs, and then we'll create the content for the brands while we're out there. Well, on this trip, we actually sold tickets because we have an idea and we haven't perfected it yet, but we want to start doing content workshops where, you know, everybody's kind of interested in this new influencer marketing era. And, uh, you know, there's several thousands of people that want to be an influencer or want to be a photographer that gets to create the content for these influencers. And they don't really know where to start or how these influencers and creatives make you know, enough money on a month to month basis to have this be their, their prime job and their, their career path. So uh, the trip to Thailand was catered around uh, less brand work so that the, the models and talent didn't have as many posting obligations, but more so out there to get personal brand photos while, uh, you know, any guests that wanted to attend and purchase tickets to the trips after a background check. Uh, could come out and, you know, learn how the the, the Bruno Lima with 2.2 million followers shoots her photos and finds the content, how she works with the photographers or how the creatives on their side, you know, manage the models and, and have that vision to find where they're going to get the great shot. So we had a few that came out there for that purpose, others that came out there just to be around, you know, the buzz and the, and the fun that was going on. But for the ones that came out, I think they learned a lot and it won't be the last one we run, but it, it, it was the first one. 
That's amazing. I know I was just even taking a peek at your website and you guys are, I mean, you guys have some really awesome trips lined up. I mean, you have the Kentucky Derby, you have Aspen, you have Tulum. I mean, these are, these are fun places. I, I mean, I want to go, I need to go with you guys. <laughs> yeah. And we just had a Dubai to that too in March and Dubai will be great. I think we're going to try to uh, set that up with Jen Salter, who's obviously a massive social celebrity. So that could be a very, very successful trip. Oh my gosh. Well, count me in. I'm excited. That's so awesome. So what, Robbie, what is like the passion behind all this? Like what led you to, you know, I mean, clearly you have a, you know, you're in the industry, you have your own audience and your own community of influence, but what led you, you know, like what's the passion behind all of it? What keeps driving you to want to do this and really create Rebella and make it one of a kind? There's definitely personal passion behind it. And in that is, you know, I took one of my first trips where we didn't really promote Rebella, but we went out to the Cayman Islands to, to create some of the content that we wanted to build out our website and our social media pages so that when we did promote Rebella, it didn't look like we were just starting up. You know, we wanted to look like we had been in business for a couple of years just to build that, that street cred and that credibility. So I was in the Cayman Islands with, you know, two models in the backseat of my rental car and a creative in the backseat of my rental car. And it was, you know, we'd been up since 6 a.m. catching the sunrise, went out and did hikes, stopped for lunch, afternoon did more hikes, and then completed our, our shoot for the day at sunset. And that's a 12-hour day. So they're all, you know, passed out in the back. And I'm driving down this only highway in Cayman Islands. And I just start bawling, crying. I'm like, dude, I figured it out. Like, where else do I get to do this? Be surrounded by friends, beautiful people, making beautiful Aww. images, <laughs> epic destinations. It's like, it took me 29 years, but I figured it out. So there's definitely some personal passion behind it. But, you know, I started this company with three of my best friends, uh, Kenny, Ryan, and Jake. And, you know, being able to be that, that, that lead role and kind of push them in direction and see them all kind of give up everything outside of what rebella is and what it's doing for us kind of lights a fire up under my ass you know like get this going this isn't just for your personal passion it's for everyone's passion so there's a lot of drive that keeps it going and in internally with the business we also have our compassion pillar where we do charitable or humanitarian work everywhere we go and in Kauai, it was flood relief in cayman islands it was sea turtle conservation on our launch trip for usvi in the Virgin Islands, we were there on the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Irma, where it just decimated the islands, and we were able to rebuild, put about 150 hours of work in in one day. So there's a lot. And in Thailand, we did the elephant sanctuary, you know, where they take poached elephants and bathe them and restore them back to health and then release them. So there's a lot of uh, passion that goes into Rebella as a whole, whether it's personal, team-built, or under the business model itself. And I think that's too, I mean, that's such a big aspect of Rebella, you know, that I think that maybe people don't see right off the, you know, right off the bat is that you guys give back and you guys give back in really, really cool ways. And I remember that one of the first videos that I ever saw of Rebella, I think it was the Cayman Islands and you guys, you know, you're doing all this really, really awesome, you know, just sexy content. And then all of a sudden it kind of switched and you showed these influencers like getting down and dirty and like working and rebuilding, you know, the, the towns that had been hurt from the hurricanes. And it was like, that was such a movement. And so uh, what it's about is in regards to like the social good and even, you know, giving these, you know, giving these brands and these influencers a little bit more of depth when they go out there, you know, they go out to a place, they leave it better than they found it. And I, I think that's such an amazing, amazing aspect of your company. Yeah. And, and the, the talent, the models, the guests, the staff, they all love it as well. And it, it gives us a purpose and it's kind of a day during the trip 
or two days that we all look forward to usually in the middle or towards the end once we've done having our fun and getting our work done we we, we love to give back to the place that we we allow or that allowed us to call home for a week or two weeks yeah and i don't you know you don't really see that happening much you know you see a lot of these i mean it's like now becoming like influencer experiences or influencers traveling but you don't really see them kind of giving back and really impacting the community that they were kind of touching and so i think for you that it just kind of goes to show you know rebella's true character and true vision and it's really refreshing robbie i mean i love it well thank you we appreciate it and that's kind of what we were hoping to get uh, as a vision from some of the outsiders perspective. So tell yeah. me, you know, was there somebody that was like a really big influence upon you? Like when you were deciding to kind of build out Rebella, I love to hear about, you know, people that, you know, inspired, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs and things like that. So was there anyone in specific that was like your source of influence? I mean, I have several mentors, several role models I look up to, you know, my father being one, one of my partners being the other. Um, but, uh, when it came to Rebella, it was more of a, of a personal path choice. You know, I, I had gotten on this show and it had flipped my world upside down. I'd moved across the country to LA when I was deciding between finance jobs in Atlanta and Washington, DC two years prior. And I didn't know, you know, I knew that I was getting by by doing brand work and appearances and getting those fees and those compensation, but like I needed to sustain myself. And I think that's kind of a problem that any influencer runs into. You know, we're not going to be young, pretty, and handsome for forever. So uh, I needed to build something off the platform. And like I mentioned earlier in this interview, I, I just took what I loved most about what came from being on the show, those content trips that I got to go on and see the world and explore with other influencers that were passionate about the content and the same things I was and made it a business. And, you know, my, my roommate was sitting there right next to me, Jake, when, when I said, you know, I could do this on my own. And, and he was like, let's, let's go do it. So if anybody besides myself was, was helping driving that, it was Jake Peterson, my, my best friend and roommate and partner. And Jake, I've had the pleasure of meeting is one of my favorite people on this planet. He's absolutely hilarious. And he, I mean, you guys together are kind of just, just this little like dream team. I love it. <laughs> you guys are I, I see that. I've got the business more responsible mind state. He's got the creativity more playful. Totally. Yeah. Like yin and yang. You guys, you guys are definitely a good little fit together. So if you had to give, you know, like your best piece to, or like your best influential tip, you know, to those out there that are, you know, either, you know, trying to be a personal brand or they are a personal brand and they're trying to develop growth or they're even just looking to start their own business. What would be your best tip? Uh, just go for it, you know, man up and go for it. There's not, not a lot of time to waste. And you know, I think I heard Kevin Smith on Joe Rogan's podcast saying, you know, like, and this sounds morbid, but you could die tomorrow. Like you've got a lot of goals in your mind. I'm sure everyone's got a sheet or a note in their iPhone where they're like, Oh, that's a good idea. I should do something with this. But for most of us, six months, a year, two years pass, and that note's still sitting there having nothing done with it. So just open up ideas. You, you never know what you're going to stumble into or, you know, while you're doing it, mention it and, you know, someone have a great connection that can help jumpstart it. So just put yourself out there or whatever's on your mind, whatever you're passionate about, go for it. I think that's so true too. I mean, I've always been kind of, I, I guess my biggest like piece of advice I ever received was just be fucking fearless. Like 
put, like you said, put yourself out there. Don't worry about it. You know, build as you go and you're going to figure it out. As long as you, you know, you don't quit and you keep trying and you, you really go after it, you know, there's no sense in why you have to wait around for this perfect time to start. So, I mean, yeah. that was great. That was a great piece yeah. of advice. So if we, let's talk social media. I mean, you're, you're in the industry. I'm in the industry. I'm super excited to kind of pick apart your brain on this, but we're, let's just start with where you see social media going. Uh, you know, I, I am part of a new platform called Holonis that I love. And I bring that up because, you know, there hasn't been a new social media in about 10 years. Instagram is, you know, throttling the log rhythm uh they're they're limiting likes and comments on certain posts and allowing them on others youtube is lowering their their ad rev split from you know what it used to be 70 30 to 85 15 it just keeps going down and focuses less on the influencer i see Holanis taking off in the future it's it's kind of a platform that's built for the influencer and the brands kind of have to come and work around the influencers uh wants and needs versus an influencer working around the brands wants and needs so I'm full speed on Holonis. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, go in there and check it out. Build out a space. Follow me. I'll follow you back. But uh, I see, you know, this premier content that Rebella is focusing around really leading the charge uh, because it is getting cluttered and we are getting more and more profiles and more and more social media platforms that people are just spamming. And so I think the premier content will be that, that sore thumb uh, for a better use of words that will stick out. Uh, you know, when, when all the fans and followers and other profiles are scrolling through their feeds and, and stop and engage with. Yeah, totally. I mean, I definitely, I love the idea of Holonis. I know we, we actually had uh, Mackenzie on here, I believe like a couple episodes back and uh, she kind of really explained, you know, the importance of like social media indexing and, you know, really giving, like you said, influencers a, a space to be seen, you know, and to be heard as well. What do you, I mean, do you feel like, you know, like there's going to be a couple new social media platforms that are going to just come out. I mean, is Instagram going to have its day of reckoning? What are your thoughts about kind of like, what, what, like, what do you see in the future? I don't see Instagram going anywhere for a long time, but if they don't, you know, make what they're doing more catered towards influencer, I can see people going elsewhere. I don't think the platform's just going to disappear. I don't think it's ever going to disappear, quite frankly. However, there will become better uses of, you know, what we now call influencer marketing, social media marketing, or for a better use, just digital marketing in as a whole. So be on the lookout for them. I know that there's new ones week by week, month by month, but there will be a few like Holonis, I believe, that will stick and will be the future of, you know, replacing influencer websites. You know, I've got a website, RobbieHayes.com, that I never really use. It's just kind of there so that if someone's searching me, they, they know exactly who I am versus coming across a fake profile. But Holonis can, can literally serve as your website. It can serve as your online shop for my yoga pants company. It can serve as, you know, my blog area where I can blog and post pictures and write stories about it. Uh, and it even accepts videos and, you know, there's make an offer feature that's new where I can sell shout outs or, or birthday shout outs for whoever big fans might want. So I just think that, I don't think Instagram's going anywhere anytime soon, but I do think that there will be some platforms that will step up and give them some better competition than they've had in the last 10 years. I love that. And I, I, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, I think it's, it's 
we're just, I feel like all of us, especially that are really deep into the social media industry are just kind of like waiting on our heels for, you know, something else to kind of hit the market and really shake things up. And, um, you know, Alhalanis really is, you know, they're curating something really unique. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to see where, you know, they take it, you know, how everything processes out and also to kind of what's to come as far as new social media platforms. I did want to ask you, you know, I feel like we have a lot of, again, personal brands that listen to this podcast, a lot of people that are looking to kind of work with brands. And I wanted to kind of hear your take on, you know, maybe some of your best practices of working with brands. You know, you're in this, you're awesome at creating content. Clearly you've worked with a lot of really big name brands in the past. You know, what are, what are some best practices or tips that you can give our listeners? Well, we really focus around the brand and the influencer, right? So if you put the influencer in a circle and the brand in a circle, we cannot overlap those circles unless it makes sense. And part of that is keeping the natural and organic content, right? So I'm not going to go, you know, take a hair straightener and promote that just because I have 93% following women. Although it might make sense, it doesn't come off natural and organic. So we're never going to put an influencer in a spot where they have to promote a brand that doesn't align with their personal brand. And vice versa, we're not going to use, uh, you know, uh, underwater camera product with an influencer that is located in landlocked London because there's not a lot of usage for uh, underwater camera in London. So we're definitely going to pick out the appropriate demographics, the appropriate, uh, you know, geofencing and locations for whether it be the brand that's looking for content to post through influencers or the influencers looking for a brand to help them, you know, monetarily and, and, and get through this uh, career path as an influencer. I love that. And what would you say like your biggest struggle with working with like brands would be? I just want to, I want to like really dive into this because I feel like you have so much value to offer because you, you really are on the forefront. And now that you're also managing both sides of it, you know, I feel like you can really kind of like really give some value here. Rebella's business model from a, a bigger picture standpoint, like we have a couple brands that we're going to be doing the digital services, whether it's welcome packets or brochures or web development or updating their website with the content that we get, updating their Facebook ads with the content we get. We're going to be taking care of all their ad search and everything for 12 months. And I think part of what we've been trying to do on that side of the business that's been the hardest when working with brands is, you know, we get put in touch with a lot of the, the internal people for the brand that have been doing this for the past few years. And they're usually, you know, an older generation that might not know what SEO stands for, or, you know, might not understand what influencer marketing is because it's relatively new in the last five years. So being able to, you know, basically give them a course on why it's beneficial and why it's going to help their, their brand succeed in a, in, a, in a world that's driven by social media currently has been difficult. And, you know, sometimes uh, bridging that gap and educating, it gets lost in, in, in um, translation and, and no deals ever come to fruition. But for the brands out there that do have people in place that understand that this is a necessary part of getting that exposure and that awareness on the social platforms that you need, uh, we're thankful for that because it makes our job easier. Oh, for sure. No, I totally understand that too. And I, I, I think that you're really nailing it. I mean, we even see that with, you know, running social media management, you know, there's, there's people that really understand it and get it. And there's some people that understand that they have to have it, but they don't really understand. They don't understand why they don't know, you know, what the greater return is. They don't understand what the end product's going to look like. And I, I love that. I feel like, you know, that's, that's really educating 
those brands too, you know, and really kind of showing them, Hey, look, you know, this is the content we create. This is what you're going to get from this. You know, this is, you know, how we're going to really elevate your brand in the right aspect in the right light. So I love that. And I think you're totally spot on. Awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, that it's it's a selling point and that if they can come to realization that it's something that they absolutely need, then we can do business together. Well, okay. I want to go into some rapid fire questions. These are this is like my favorite part of the podcast because I love <laughs> I love getting everyone to like get deep about their business and then like asking them about like their favorite alcohol because I feel like it's very relevant and it's just fun. So we're gonna dive right on in. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite cocktail uh moscow mule really yes ma'am tell me why um i got hooked on it on the show actually and there's something about ginger beer that just is better than you know a vodka water or a vodka soda i just like the vodka in there throw some i have a little special ingredient i toss in there i, I usually mint some mint in there Ooh. and uh yeah, it makes it, it put some mint, some lime juice, some vodka, and some fever tree ginger beer, and you've got a good, good little cocktail there. Plus, the copper mug's a nice touch. Look at you, so fancy! I love it. You know what? It's funny because I have to tell the story. So we were at the Polo Lounge, and it was who was it? it was It was before our LA event, and it was me, you, Amber Lee, Jennifer Jaden. Um, I think Jake was there. Kenny was Kenny there? I can't remember. But we were all we were all in the, at the Polo Lounge for the day before this event. Yeah. And we were talking about shots and you were the only person, I think the only other person I know that knows what a Vegas mom is. Yes. They're my favorite. They <laughs> taste like candy. For all you listeners out there, it is the best shot you can get. And sometimes it even comes in a really fun way. A lot of times they'll put the Red Bull in like a, a shooter glass and then they'll put the shot glass uh, inside that with the whiskey in it. So it's, it, it's, it's one of my favorites and it's kind of a little party trick. So well, give us fun. a breakdown. Tell us what's in it. Give us a, cause I mean, we're, well, yeah, give us a breakdown. Yeah. So the way I drink the Vegas bombs is crown Royal, uh, peach schnapps and Red Bull. <laughs> no energy shot for you. Well, and it's funny too, because if you're from San Diego, everyone drinks it from Rockstar cause Rockstar is from San Diego. So uh, yeah, but I mean, I like, I, I mean, I'm team Red Bull all the way. It runs in my blood, but I, it's funny. It was so funny. We were like sitting there and I can't, I don't remember how we got on the topic, but I was like, it literally looked at me. I was like, you know what a Vegas bomb is? Cause no one yeah. will all order them for friends. And it absolutely un, like annihilates everybody, but it's great. Can you just become best friends. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Robbie, what's your uh, favorite Instagram to stock? Uh, favorite Instagram to stock. I used to follow some finance guys that kind of perfected the whole, uh, I can trade stocks from wherever in the world and they'd be on the beach, you know, trading stocks, making money. And that was, you know, kind of what built this whole travel lifestyle in my mind before the show started. But after the show, it's been a lot of more just travel based, uh, channels. In fact, I really like, and it's, uh, probably not safe for work, but <laughs> it's an account called, uh, nature is metal and it's very, it's very uh, aggressive. It's very gruesome at times, but it gives you like a look into nature that you would never see anywhere else, you know? So give it a check out. It's called nature is metal. And it, it, I promise you'll love it. It's, it, it's a little vulgar in the fact that it shows, you know, some of that planet earth type of uh, Ooh, animal yeah. attacks, but survival of the fittest is part of life. And I, I think it's great. 
That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love, well, I love planet earth, but I totally get what you mean where it's like, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable, but I mean, that's also nature. Nature's not, exactly. doesn't tiptoe around it. All right. Do you have like a go-to like self-love or like wellness practice? I have a five minute rule um, where I'm not allowed to get mad at something for more than five minutes. I'll let myself sulk and be depressed for five minutes. But after that, you know, the moral of the story is you, you can't change the past or what's happened, but what can you do? Control the future and make sure that shit doesn't happen again. And so uh, get over it. Uh, it's happened. Weather the storm and make sure it doesn't happen again. Wow. I love that. That's so, I mean, that's such a good rule to have, especially like letting things like get to you or just like taking things personally. I, yeah. I, I think that's awesome. How'd you come up with that? You know, I was listening to a podcast a few years back and um, they mentioned something around it and I kind of tailored it and made it my own way. I think he said three minutes and I was like, oh, I'll let myself sulk a little longer than that. Maybe five <laughs> I love it. All right. This next question is, I mean, this is going to be perfect for you, but what is your favorite reality TV show? Favorite reality TV show, I don't watch much. If I were to go back on any reality TV show, it'd be Dancing with the Stars. Really? Yep. Oh my God, I can see you doing that. I feel like you need if, to do that. If anyone's got a plug out there, Robbie Hayes is is your dancing machine. Oh my God, I'm gonna land that for you. I'm gonna do it. I, I love, I need to see this happen, Robbie. I feel like you'd be really good too. I would love it. Do you like, like ballroom dancing? Like why that show? I, I mean, I don't, I like swing dancing a lot because it's one of the ones I can do the best, but I'm open to learn, learn it all. I mean, I'm that guy that would love to go take a hip hop class and learn a 15 second little routine just in case I get thrown in the middle of a circle at a wedding. Like I got to be able to bust something out, right? Look at you. I, I'm, I'm impressed, dude. That's, I mean, that's not only like a tough show to go on, but the fact that you're just like, yeah, I want to learn it. Like I'm down. Oh, I, would, I would eat that up. <laughs> I would love it. Dude, that's rad. All right. What about um, some of your favorite podcasts that you're listening to? Um, I'm not listening to any currently right now. I'm reading more books. I've got one book I'm reading called Stealing Fire. It's about kind of altering your normal state of mind to get the creative juices. And, you know, it, one of the, the first chapter opens up with uh, the two guys that founded Google were looking for a CEO and they're deciding between like the best of the best in Silicon Valley and they don't know how to choose. So they take the guy they think they want to choose out to Burning Man and see how he'll react, you know, not being fed for a week and not staying in a Marriott and having to barter for food and clothes and, you know, seeing how his decision making and game time decisions were, were helped, were, you know, taken care of. And I think that that book kind of gets me out of my normal state and helps me think from a bigger picture or from a bird's eye view. And then on top of that, a book called Man Up that's teaching me how to <laughs> better run my company because I, I, I do have a soft heart and wear my emotions on my sleeve. And so, you know, having to come down or, or, or talk down to one of my best friends who I'm partnered with as for the betterment of the company, because it's got to be done is, is hard for me. So being able to draw those lines where, you know, business is business and friendship is friendship. I need to have that more clear. So Man Up is uh, the second book that I'm reading right now. Wow. I mean, that's, that's such a good takeaway too, because I feel like, you know, I feel like too, a lot of times, especially women in the industry, I mean, I know I'm like this, it's hard not to take those things personally. And it's hard really to like, 
look at that line and understand that, like you said, like business is, you know, it's an emotional thing, but it doesn't need to bring in emotions. It doesn't need to kind of bring in all these, you know, kind of personal aspects to it. But so that's such an, inter- I want to read that. That sounds like such an interesting read. Yeah, they both are. Um, Stealing Fire is a little more inter- interesting from my viewpoint. Uh, Man Up's more of a, a how-to type book. Yeah, for sure. I love that they took him out to Burning Man. Like, <laughs> that's I know, awesome. Isn't that wild? Such a cool story. I know. I mean, maybe I should just take my whole team out there or just send them out there and just see how they do. <laughs> and see who comes back. Right? <laughs> I love that. Okay. Who is your favorite influencer, or favorite business owner? I've been looking a lot into Dan Fleischman recently, and he's not so much an influencer, but he started um, CAA talent agency, and he's just been crushing it. So uh, I was supposed to join a meeting with him and my partner agency, Holonis, back in December, but didn't get around to it, traveling schedules and such. So I'd love to meet him and sit down and just bend his ear. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, CAA is definitely killing it. And that's, I mean, he's definitely a good person to kind of favor and watch what he's doing because i i'm right alongside with you i think in, in regards to an agency you know agencies are rough and we were, i was just having this conversation with Brittany crystal who worked her she worked for gary v for a while and she was like you know after coming out of that she's like i don't know if i could ever work you know work or run in an agency because it's just such a strategical and tactical yeah. environment it really is yeah it's a lot yeah, for sure. Okay, and then our last question. I mean, Robbie, you're always a joy to have around. I love talking with you. I love giving you shit. And you're just great. <laughs> <laughs> what does the word influence mean to you? Uh, you know, influencing is when I get approached by Under Armour, what do they want me to do? They want me to get other fans and followers to like their products. So, you know, if they're helping me financially, I'm helping them marketing wise, um, you know, and whether it be, you know, me bringing these models out on trips, whether they're paid or not, uh, it's still me helping them in the sense of they're going to have, you know, two months worth of epic content. They're also going to be around eight other influencers that they've never met that have similar personal brands. Thus, you know, we had one of our influencers gain 50,000 followers over the seven days in Thailand. So, wow. I mean, I think that's people helping people. And then, I mean, if you go a step further to our compassion pillar, you know, Thailand helped us by hooking us up with discounted rates on hotels, villas, nightlife, uh, restaurants. And then we gave back by helping with the elephant sanctuary and doing our humanitarian work while there. So it's, it's really just people helping people when you look at it from a bigger, more general standpoint. That's so beautiful. I totally agree with that. And I think that was a great way of putting it. That's actually one of the first ways people, that's the first time someone's described it like that on our podcast. So I I love that, you know, you're really talking about helping others and, you know, it it is a change of hands, but you know, it is ultimately doing something in regards to somebody else to influence a bigger community. So I love that, Robbie. I, I think you're great. Thank you so much for coming on the show and just chatting with us. I'm so excited to see Rabella and see all the amazing things that you're going to do and just kind of cheering you on, dude, because I mean, I, I think that we're, you know, Rabella's definitely doing something different in the space and I'm excited for it. Well, thank you for having me, Whitney. And next time you're in LA, let me know and let's get some uh, Coachella plans going. Let's get some Coachella plans going. Let's get some Vegas bombs going. It'll be a great meeting. (laughs) I love it, dude. I love it. All right. Well, thanks for going under the influence with us.